Good to have you here this morning, and I'd like you, if you would, to take your Bibles and we'll turn to 1 Thessalonians to begin with here this morning, and then we're going to, again, move on from thoughts concerning the first coming of Christ, uh, the second coming of Christ, I guess we would call it, I uh, say the first coming of his return, he'll return uh, for the saints of God, and then he'll return with the saints of God. Uh, we call the first, again, return of Christ, the rapture, the second, we normally call the revelation. And uh, I just want to continue here in uh, some thoughts on prophecy today, and we're really going to hopefully uh, get a good look at what the tribulation will be like here uh, this morning. But uh, again, let's begin here in 1 Thessalonians chapter uh, 4 and uh, verse number 16. We see the Bible predicts the return of Christ and the way he will return. And uh, it starts here in verse 16. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with him in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. But of the times and seasons, the brethren, we have no need to write unto you, for ye yourself know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. But when they shall say, Peace and safety, sudden destruction cometh upon them, as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. And so we see the return of Jesus Christ and calls about us coming into the clouds to be with them. And it talks about a time of peace of safety, the day of the Lord, and then sudden destruction uh, coming upon them. And then I just want to skip down there, if you would, to verse number six. It says, therefore, let us be not sleep as others sleep, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night. They that are drunk and are drunk in the night. And let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, for a helmet, the hope of salvation, where God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. And so I want to consider here tonight, sorry, tonight, this morning, it's not night yet. Anyways, I want to consider this morning where this world's headed, and I want to consider some thoughts on the tribulation period, which is when the wrath of God and destruction will suddenly come upon this earth. Let's consider this thought here this morning. Father, thank you, Lord, uh, for your word. Again, just ask, Lord, that you'd help us again to rightly divide the word of truth, help us to understand what is coming to this earth. Though many, again, may think, again, a time of utopia may be coming, it's exactly the opposite that will come to this earth. And as we consider some thoughts on the tribulation or great tribulation here today, I pray, Lord, each one would Take in these thoughts, understanding by faith this is the word of God and these will, these events and these things will come to pass. Help us, Lord, by your grace to accept grace and uh, be taken away before this time of wrath doth come. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Paul writes here about we're not appointed to wrath, but some will be appointed to wrath. And uh, as we talk about the tribulation period, there are famous authors that maybe you've read uh, maybe their books or seen their videos or something along that lines. And again, I'm not sure, again, if you've ever done that before, but sometimes maybe you'll find in a thrift store maybe something by Richard DeHaan, and you'll say, hey, Richard DeHaan, hey, that's a good writer. I want, I want that book. That's a good book. He's taught and preached on Bible prophecy for years. Tim LaHaye. 
He's not exactly perfect doctrinally, but I'll just tell you this. He's talked a lot about Bible prophecy. You can find a Tribulation Force book. You find all kinds of different books at the library. I guarantee you, I almost guarantee you, I can't say with 100%, but any time I walk into a thrift store in Valley City, I usually find a book by Tim LaHaye about the end times. J.D. Pentecost, best book on Bible prophecy. Again, things to come. Things to come, if you want the details of Bible prophecy, a scriptural look at Bible prophecy, J.D. Pentecost is probably the best of the writers as far as using the scriptures and a book that you can probably possibly find at a thrift store. I remember a long time ago picking up a, a record. What's a record? You guys know what records? They came back again, the vinyls. They came back again. I remember picking up a, a record by Jack Van Impey, guy who memorized much of the Bible, not perfect, certainly, concerning doctrine and practice, but uh, has, again, opened some people's eyes concerning Bible prophecy in the end times. Radio broadcasts and DVDs and CDs and movies and all kinds of things have been broadcast around the world concerning things to come. Some of them not quite right, some pretty much right. Some of them may be really right on as far as Bible prophecy. But I know this, the Bible is perfect when it comes to this idea of Bible prophecy. And so we're going to consider some thoughts on the tribulation period, sometimes called the great tribulation period. But let's turn back to Matthew chapter 24. We looked at Matthew 24 a few times here already when it comes to this subject of Bible prophecy, but I want to return here today. And then we'll be moving to the Old Testament, considering an overview of the tribulation period, looking at the prophets that spoke of this time. It's time of wrath to come. Matthew chapter 24, verse number 3, it says, And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us when these things shall be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming, and of the end of the world. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear wars and rumors of war, see that you be not troubled, for all these things must be. Come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilence and, and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they shall deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended and betray one another and hate one another, and many false prophets shall arise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold, but he that endureth to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, then shall the end come. When ye you, when you therefore shall see the abomination of desolation, spoken of Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place, whoso readeth, let him understand then let them which be in Judea flee to the mountains, and let him which is in the housetop but not come down to take anything of his house, neither let him which is in the field return back to, the, uh, to take his clothes. And woe to them that are in, with child, and to them that give suck in those days. But pray ye that your flight may not be in winter, neither on the Sabbath day. For there shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world, to this time, no, nor ever shall be. 
And except those days be shortened, there shall be no flesh saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is the Christ, or, or there, believe it not. For there shall rise false Christ, false prophets, It shall do great signs and wonders, insomuch, if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Behold, I have told you before, wherefore, if they shall say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert, go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers, believe it not. For as the lightning cometh from the east and shineth even unto the west, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. For wheresoever the carcass is, there will the eagles be gathered together. Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened and the moon shall not give her light and the stars shall fall from their heavens and the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven and then shall be the tribes of the earth mourn and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. I want to consider here this morning some thoughts on the tribulation period. Again, you find that in verse number 21. And then shall there be great tribulation such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, nor ever shall be. Let's go ahead and pray together as we consider this thought. Father, thank you, Lord, again for your word. Again, thank you again for the many passages in the Old Testament and the New Testament that deal with the subject of tribulation, a great tribulation a powerful tribulation that will come upon this earth. Help us by your grace to, again, understand on this subject. We pray this in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. I wish the world could know about the great tribulation, not just from books, not from movies, but from the Bible. I wish that people would know about the rapture, not from just average preachers, but they would just hear it from the Bible. Again, it's... Again, Jesus writes or Jesus talks to his disciples here about the great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world. This tribulation has not come. This tribulation will come. And as we see it described here in the Bible, it appears to be a very dark day for those who are here. As it mentions, there are several different things in this passage, and we'll look at this again down the road, but... Again, it mentions, let them that which be in the mountains of Judah flee to the mountains. Verse number 15, it talks about the abomination of desolations taking place during this time. And uh, it talks about, again, false prophets deceiving and being deceived. It talks about there, verse number 24, great signs and wonders being done by false Christ and false prophets. This will all be done during the tribulation period. And again, we find here in the Bible, again, it'll be a, a very dark day. In fact, I, I, I've described again the days before the tribulation as being darker days. But I believe these will be the darkest days ever this world will experience. The darkest day ever. Seven years. Seven years of tribulation. You know, we've gone through two years of I don't know, it's just been kind of a mess. I just consider it a mess, right? Imagine seven years of tribulation. Seven years of devastation. Seven years of pestilence, ruin, destruction, wars, havoc. People gone wild. It'll be a time where sin and Satan 
to a large degree rule upon the earth. But it will be a response to the sin of the world. Remember, someone, again, encouraged me to read uh, again, or I uh, experienced again the thoughts on the wars of the world, or the war of the worlds. And certainly, I don't know what that uh, deals with, but again, I, it may deal with dark days. But I want to give you a, a scriptural picture of the tribulation period. A scriptural picture of the tribulation period. It'll come from the prophets of God and from the word of God. We'll start with Isaiah, and we'll just travel through the Old Testament there this uh, morning. We'll travel through the Old Testament, certainly not looking at every passage that deals with the tribulation period. I just want to kind of give you an overview of the tribulation period. And again, Isaiah was one of the writers that helps us to understand there is a time coming uh, when the Lord will wreak havoc on the earth, as well as the devil wreaking havoc on the earth through signs and special acts that will take place during these days. Isaiah chapter 2, let's pick up there if you would. I'm not going to be able to, again, uh, consider again uh, each of these passages. I'm going to have to kind of jump through them. But Isaiah talks about the coming of Christ and also the coming uh, time of trusting or tribulation. Isaiah chapter 2, verse number 2, it says, And it shall come to pass in the last day that the mount, the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains, and shall he be and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow into it. Now that's that's good news. The last days, the Lord's gonna be in a position where he's gonna be exalted. But also in this passage of scripture, I'd like you to uh, look with me forward here, verse number 10. It says, enter into the rock and hide thee in the dust for fear of the Lord and from the glory of his majesty. The lofty looks of man shall be humbled and the haughtiness of men shall be bowed down. The Lord alone shall be exalted in that day. And the day of the Lord of hosts shall be upon everyone that is proud and lofty, upon everyone that is lifted up, and they shall be brought low. And here we find in the Bible some thoughts on the tribulation. We read on here in verse number 17, The loftiness of man shall be bowed down, and the haughtiness of men shall be made low. And the Lord himself shall be exalted in the day, and the idols he shall utterly abolish, and they shall go into the holes of the rocks and into the caves of the earth for fear of the Lord, for the glory of his majesty, when he arises and shaketh terribly the earth. In that day a man shall cast his idols of silver and his idols of gold that he made in each of them uh, for himself to worship and to the moles and to the bats and to go in the clefts of the rock and to the tops of the ragged rocks for fear of the Lord and for the glory of his majesty when he rises to shake the earth, to shake terribly the earth, cease ye from man whose breath is in his nostrils for wherein is he to be counted of. The Bible talks about here in Isaiah chapter 2 that God will shake terribly the earth. He's going to do that. And that's going to come in this time we call the tribulation. It'll come during this day of the Lord period. And again, we'll talk about that later. Again, I don't want to get us uh, talking about too many terms in one day. Isaiah chapter 13, Isaiah chapter 13 you know, there's salvation available for sinners right now. There has been salvation available 
for a long time for sinners. The day of grace is still there before sinners, but I want you to see here in Isaiah chapter 13 that Isaiah describes a time coming where, sadly, God will destroy sinners. Isaiah chapter 13, verse number 6. How ye, for the day of the Lord is at hand, it shall come as a destruction from the Almighty. There shall all, all the hands be faint, and every man's heart shall melt, and they shall be afraid, and pangs and sorrow shall take hold of them, and they shall be as, as the pain, as a, trava- as a woman that travaileth, just like it says in Matthew, they shall be amazed of one another, their faces shall be as flame. Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, cruel both in wrath and fierce anger, to lay the land desolate, and he shall destroy sinners thereof out of it. But the stars of heaven and the constellations thereof shall not give the light, and the sun shall be darkened in his goings forth, and the moon shall not cause her to shine, and I will punish the world for their evil and the wicked for their iniquity, and I will cause the arrogancy of the power to cease, and will lay, uh, lay low the haughtiness of the terrible. I will punish the world for their evil. I will punish them. Those are tough words, but those are Bible words. Verse 12, it says, I will make a man more precious than fine gold, even more than the golden wedge of Orpha. Therefore, I will shake the heavens and the earth shall remove out our place in the wrath of the Lord of hosts in the day of his fierce anger. Isaiah speaks about God punishing the evil, the world for their evil. And God will do that. Sometimes we wonder about that, but God will do that. Let's turn to Isaiah chapter 24. It's going forward here in the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 24, verse number 21. It shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall punish the host of the high ones that are, are on high and the kings of the earth that are upon the earth. And they will gather together as prisoners are gathered to a pit. and They shall be shut up in prison. And after many days shall they be visited goes on and talks about some other things there. But again, it mentions here the Lord will punish. Isaiah chapter 26. Isaiah chapter 26. Isaiah 26, verse 20, it says, Come ye, my people, and enter thou into thy chambers, and shut thy doors about thee. Hide thyself, as it were, for a little moment, until the indignation be passed. For behold, the Lord cometh from his pace to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. The earth also shall... Disclose your blood and shall no more cover her slain. A lot have been slain in the name of abortion. A lot have been slain that were innocent. God will punish the inhabitants of the earth for their, again, their, their iniquity. It mentions here. Isaiah chapter 30. Isaiah chapter 30 also speaks of this time. Isaiah chapter 30, verse number 27 Behold, the name of the Lord cometh from afar, burning with anger, and the burden thereof is heavy. His lips are full of indignation, his tongue as a devouring fire, and his breath was over, over the flowing stream. So reach out to the midst of the neck to sift the nations with the sieve of, of their vanity. There shall be a, a bridle in the jaws of the people, causing them to err. Ye shall have song in night when... A holy solemnity is sack, is kept in gladness of heart, 
as when one goeth to pipe, uh, to come to the mount of the Lord, to the mighty one of Israel. And the Lord shall cause the glorious voice to be heard and shall show the lightning down of his arm with the indignation of his anger, with the flame of a devouring fire, with the scattering of a tempest, and with hailstones. That'll send some hailstones. going to be some supernatural events when it comes to weather. Again, you can read more about them in the book of Revelation. Isaiah chapter 34. Isaiah chapter 34. We're going to look at the first few verses here also. Isaiah chapter 34, verse number uh, uh, two there. For the indignation of the Lord is upon all nations. His fury is upon all the armies. He shall utterly destroy them. He hath, get, uh, hath delivered them to the slaughter. They shall be slain. They shall be cast out. Their, their stink shall come up uh, out of their carcasses. The mountain shall be melted with their blood. And all the hosts of heaven shall be dissolved. And the heaven shall be rolled together as a scroll. All that their hosts shall fall down. As the leaf falleth on the vine, as the falling of the fig of the fig tree, for my sword shall be bathed in heaven. Behold, it shall come down uh, upon Idumea and upon the people uh, of my curse to judgment. The sword of the Lord is filled with blood; it is fat with fatness, with the blood of lambs and goats, and and the fat of the kids of the rams. For the Lord hath a sacrifice in Bazarah and a great slaughter in the land of Edomia, and the unicorns shall come down with them, and the bullocks with the bulls, and their land shall be soaked with blood, and their dust shall be fat with fatness. It is the day of the Lord's vengeance, the year of the recompense of the controversy of Zion. And so the Bible also describes here as a time of vengeance. You see it described as a time of punishment, a time of Again, the, the Lord punishing the world for their iniquity, a time of uh, supernatural storms, hailstones, a time of the Lord's vengeance. These are how Isaiah describes it. Jeremiah, we just go forward here, Jeremiah chapter 25. Again, we're just going to walk through these prophets here in the Old Testament. And again, again, really not a lot of points to the message, if you would, but these are the words of Jeremiah concerning this time, Jeremiah chapter 25, and uh, Jeremiah chapter 25 and verse number 30. Jeremiah 25, verse 30. Therefore prophesy thou against all these words and say unto him, The, the Lord shall roar from on high and utter his voice from his holy habitation. He shall uh, mightily roar upon the habitation. He shall give a shout as they that tread upon the grapes against all the inhabitants of the earth, a noise shall come even out of the ends of the earth, for the Lord hath a controversy with the nations. He shall plead with all flesh. He will give them that are wicked to the sword, saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Behold, evil shall come forth from nation to nation, and a great will of one shall be raised upon the coast of the earth. And the slain of the Lord shall be at that day from one end of the earth, even unto the other end of the earth, and they shall not be lamented, neither gathered nor buried. They shall be as dung upon the ground. Now that sounds horrible, terrible. I, I understand that. And someone says, I, I just can't imagine someone talking that way. But yet the Bible talks about the death of many all across the earth. And this will take place during the tribulation period. Jeremiah chapter 30 
Jeremiah chapter 30 describes it as a time, and this is, again, what maybe you hear or have heard about this term used before, uh, the time of Jacob's trouble. Uh, the time of Jacob's trouble or Israel's trouble. And so God is going to sift, in a way, Israel, to in a sense, and he's going to sift the world uh, during this time, in a sense. And it mentions here in uh, Jeremiah chapter 30, verse number 7, it says, Alas, for that day is great, so that none is like it. It is even a time of Jacob's trouble, uh, but he shall be saved out of it. And it shall come to pass in that day, saith the Lord of hosts, that I will break his yoke from off his neck and will burst thy bonds, and the stranger shall be no more serve themselves of him. But they shall serve the Lord their God and David their king, whom I will raise up unto them. Therefore fear ye not, O my a servant Jacob, saith the Lord, neither be dismayed, O Israel, for I will save thee from afar off, and, and thy seed from the land of thy captivity. And Jacob shall return, and shall be at rest, and be quiet, and none shall make them afraid. Uh, for I with the, thee, saith the Lord of hosts, to save thee, though I make a full end of all nations, whether I have scattered thee, yet I will not make a full end of thee, but I will correct thee in measure and will not leave thee altogether unpunished. And so the time of Jacob's trouble, again, is a time where he will punish the Jews, but he will also save some of them through this time period. And that seems very unusual, but it has been God's will to save some through difficult periods. You can think of as an example that Moses taking the people out of the wilderness and uh, bringing them out and seeking to bring them to the promised land. Let's turn to Ezekiel, Ezekiel chapter 30. Uh, again, here, Ezekiel chapter 30. Ezekiel also had some things to say about this time of tribulation. And so I just want to read through Ezekiel chapter 20, or the day of the Lord, in, in, as more of a general sense there. Uh, Ezekiel chapter 30, verse number 1, it says, The word of the Lord came again unto me, saying, Son of man, prophesy, and say, Thus saith the Lord, How ye woe worth the day. For the day is near, even the day of the Lord is near, a cloudy day. It shall be the time of the heathen. And that underlying the Bible, I think that's interesting, the time of the heathen. The sword shall come upon Egypt, and, and great pain shall be upon Ethiopia when they shall uh, fall in Egypt, and they shall take away their multitude, and their foundation shall be broken uh, down. Let's read on. Verse number five, Ethiopia, Libya, and Lydia, and all, all the mingled people in Chub and, and the men of the land that is in league shall fall with them by the sword. Again, it mentions a time of the heathen, the time of the heathen, the time when the heathen will rage as rebels, but will go through great tribulation. They will revel as sinners without much light, but there will be the light of some preachers that will be sent during that day. Let's turn to Daniel chapter 12. Again, Daniel, again, talks about the tribulation period also. And I just want to uh, just consider just kind of that same kind of overview of how it'll be a, a terrible, tra uh, troubling kind of a time. Uh, Daniel chapter 12, verse number one, it says there, and, and at that time shall Michael stand up, that great prince which standeth for the children of the people, and there should be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation, even at that same time, and at that time the people shall be delivered, every one that shall be found 
in the book of life. And many of them shall sleep in the dust of the earth, shall wake, some to everlasting life and some to everlasting contempt. But he mentions a, a time of trouble. A time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation. And so we see again that these prophets all describe this being a very dark and troubling and trying time for this earth. Time of the Lord's vengeance, a time of the Lord's punishment. But it doesn't stop here. Let's look at the book of Joel, just going forward here. Hosea, and then the little book of Joel there, Joel chapter 2. Joel chapter 2, starting out here in verse number 1, it says, Blow ye the trumpet inside, sound the alarm in my holy mountains, let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord cometh, for it is nigh at hand. A day of darkness and gloominess, a dark of clouds, a day of clouds and thick darkness, as the morning spread upon the mountains, a people, a great people and strong, there should be not, sorry, there hath not been ever like it, neither shall there be anywhere afterward, even of the years of generations. I want to skip down to verse 10. The earth shall quake before them, the heavens shall tremble, the sun and the moon shall be dark, and the stars shall withdraw their shining. The Lord shall utter his voice before his great army, for his camp is, is very great, for he is strong that executeth the word. For the day of the Lord is great and very terrible, who can abide it? And uh, it says, And therefore also uh, know, now saith the Lord, Turn ye even to me with your heart, and with fasting, and with weeping, and with mourning, and rend your heart, not your garments, and turn ye unto the Lord, for he will be gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and great kindness, and repenteth him of the evil. So Joel describes this time as being a, a very terrible time. The day of the Lord is great and very terrible, he says here. It encourages them in verse number 13 to repent and to turn to the Lord. Let's turn to Amos. Amos. Joel, next book, Amos. Amos chapter 5. Amos chapter 5 and verse number 18. Want to them the desire the day of the Lord to the end it is for you. The day of the Lord is darkness and not light, as if a man did flee from a lion and, and a bear met him and went into his house and he leaned his hand upon the wall and a serpent bit him. Shall not the day of the Lord be darkness and not light, even very dark and no brightness in it? Certainly sounds like a very dangerous day. Mentions there, Escaping from a lion and a bear and then meeting a serpent at your house. It sounds like a very good time to be involved with this time of danger, great danger. Obadiah, Amos, Obadiah, Obadiah here in uh, verse number 15. Verse 15, the day of the Lord is near upon all the heathen as thou hast done, it shall... It shall be done unto thee. Thy reward shall be returned on his own head. For as ye have drunk upon my holy mountain, so shall all the heathen continue, uh, drink continually. Yea, they shall drink. Yea, they shall swallow down. And they shall be as though they had not. And then let's skip to verse number 21, if you would. And the saviors shall come upon Mount Zion to judge Mount Esau and the kingdom 
shall be the Lord's. Just want to mention this. He's going to come, and then after that tribulation, he's going to establish his kingdom. Again, Ezekiel talks about this time being the time of the heathen. Daniel talks about it being a time of trouble. Joel talks about it being a time of great darkness. Amos tells us it's going to be a time of great danger. Obadiah tells us it's going to be a time of the heathen. It's certainly not a time that anyone would want to be involved in. Let's go forward here to the book of Micah. Just a few books forward here. Obadiah, Jodah, Micah. Micah chapter 1 at verse number 2. It says, Hear all ye people, hearken, O earth, and all that is therein, and let the Lord be witness against thee, the Lord from his holy temple. For behold, the Lord cometh forth out of his place and will come down and tread upon the high places of the earth, and the mountains shall be molten under him, and the valleys shall cleft as wax before the fire, as the waters that pour down upon a steep place. Again, I think if you compare, again, uh, what happens there in verse number 3 and 4 to what happens in, in Zechariah, they're very closely appearing when the Lord does come with his vengeance at the end of the tribulation period. Micah chapter 5 here, Micah 5 and uh, verse number five, it says, And this man shall be at peace when the Syrians shall come into our land, and, and when he shall tread upon our palaces, then we shall raise against him seven shepherds and eight principal men. And then verse seven, it says, And the remnant of Jacob shall be in the midst of many people as the dew of the Lord, as the showers of grass that tarrieth not for man, nor waiteth for the Son of Man. And the remnant of Jacob shall be upon the Gentiles in the midst of her people as a lion among the beasts of the forest, as a young lion among a flock of sheep, who, if he should go through, both treadeth down and teareth in pieces, and none shall deliver. Thine hand shall be lifted up against thy adversaries, and all thy enemies shall be cut off, and it shall come to pass in that day saith the Lord, that, that I will cut off thy horses out of the midst of them, and I will destroy thy chariots, and I will cut off the cities of the land, and throw down all the strong, thy strongholds. I will cut off the witchcraft out of thy, thy hand, and thou shalt not have no more soothsayers. Thy graven images also shall be cut off. Thy standing images shall be uh, images out of the midst of thee, and thou shalt no more, shall, more worship the works of thy hands, and I will pluck up the groves out of the midst of and I will destroy thy cities, and I will execute vengeance in anger and fury upon the heathen, such as they have never heard. I will execute vengeance and anger and fury upon the heathen, such as they have never heard. Sounds like a very terrible time, very destructive time. I will execute vengeance on the heathen, fury upon the heathen, Anger upon the heathen. Let's turn to Zephaniah. Let's go forward, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk. And then uh, you have the book of Zephaniah, just a little book there, the Bible. Habakkuk says in Habakkuk chapter 1, verse number 5, you will not believe it, though it be told you. You will not believe it, though it be told you. Habakkuk 1, 5. Zephaniah chapter 1, verse number 7, it says, Hold the peace at thy presence of the Lord, for the day of the Lord is at hand. For the Lord hath prepared a sacrifice, he hath bid his guest, and it shall come to pass, 
in the day of the Lord, the Lord's sacrifice will punish the princes and the kings of the uh, children and all that are, are clothed in strange apparel. And that day will I punish all those that le- uh, leap on thresholds, which fill their master's house with violence and deceit, and shall come to pass on that day, saith the Lord, that there shall be a noise of a cry at the fish gate and howling at the second and a great crashing in the hills. And uh, goes on there, it says, How ye habits of uh, Makatesh for all the merchants, people are cut down, and all they that bear silver are cut off. And it shall come to pass in that day that I will search Jerusalem with candles and punish the men that are settled there on their lees and will say to their, and they will say in their heart, the Lord will not do good, neither will he do evil. Therefore, their goods shall become booty and their houses shall become desolate. They shall also build houses, but not be inhabited. And then they shall plant vineyards and not drink uh, the wine thereof. The great uh, day of the Lord is near. It is near and hasteneth greatly. Even the voice of the day of the Lord, uh, the mighty men shall cry bitterly. The day of the Lord's wrath, a day of trouble and distress. And it shall be a day of wasteness and desolation, a day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness, a day of the trumpet and alarm against the fenced cities and against the high towers. I'll bring distress upon men that they shall walk like blind men because they have sinned against the Lord and the blood shall be poured upon the dust as their flesh, the dung. Neither their silver nor their gold shall be able to deliver them in the day of the Lord's wrath for the whole land shall be devoured in the fire of his jealousy for he shall make even the speedy riddance of all them that dwell in the land. Certainly some very tough wording there in the scripture. Again, especially there, verse number uh, 15, where it talks about it's a day of wrath, a day of trouble, distress, wasteness, desolation, darkness, gloominess, thick darkness. Time of, time of wrath. Time of tribulation. Zephaniah, chapter 3, verse number 5. Just going forward here. The just Lord is in the midst thereof. He will not do iniquity. Every morning he doth bring his judgment to light. He faileth not, but the unjust knoweth not shame. And I will cut off nations. Their towers are desolate. I will make their streets waste, that none passes by. Their cities are destroyed, so that there is... Uh, so there is no man, there is no inhabitant. I, will, I said, surely thou will fear me, thou will receive instruction, so their indwelling shall be cut off, whosoever I pun- uh, howsoever I punish them. But they rose up early and corrupted their doings. Therefore wait ye upon me, saith the Lord of hosts, until the day that I rise up for a prey, for my determination is to gather the nations that I will assemble the kingdom to pour upon my indignation, even all my fierce anger, for the earth shall be devoured in the fire of my jealousy. For then will I turn to the people to a pure language that they may call upon the name of the Lord to serve him with one consent. We read about here in Zephaniah again, him coming with the fire of his jealousy. 
And we find here in the Bible, so many prophets speak of this tribulation type time coming to the earth to shake the earth, to, to purge the earth, to punish the earth, to pour out God's wrath upon the earth. Again, I just want to go forward. We've got two more prophets I'd like to look at quickly. Haggai chapter 2. Haggai chapter 2, verse number 6 and verse number 7. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, yet once... It is a little while, and I will shake the heaven and the earth and the sea and the dry land, and I will shake all the nations, and the desire of all nations shall come, and I will fill this house with glory, saith the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine, the gold is mine, saith the Lord of hosts. People will be sent through a tribulation that will lean towards a millennial kingdom where the Lord will rule, because he will come back as Zechariah says. And so we want to turn there, Zechariah chapter 14. Zechariah chapter 14. During this time of tribulation, at the end of the tribulation period, the Lord himself will return. He comes before the tribulation period to take the saints to heaven, but at the end of the tribulation, he'll come back with the saints of God that Jude speaks about and also the book of Revelation. And, and uh, Zechariah talks about his coming here this second time. And uh, this, again, is the revelation. In uh, chapter 14, verse number 1, we read through this before, but again, I just want to look at this again here. It says, Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, and thy spoils shall be divided in the midst of thee. I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle, and the city shall be taken, and the house is rivaled, and the women ravished, and half of the city shall go forth into captivity, and the residents of the city shall not be cut off from the city. Then shall the Lord go forth and fight against those nations as he fought in the day of battle. This is Armageddon, if you've heard that term before. He's going to gather those nations. They'll come against, up against Jerusalem. He will come back when they come against Jerusalem. And he'll fight against them there. In verse 4, it says, And his feet shall stand in that day on the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem in the east, and the mountain of all shall cleave in the midst thereof toward the east, toward the west, and there shall be a great valley. And half of the mountain shall be removed to the south, to the north, and, and the half toward the south, and you shall flee to the valley of mountains, for the valley of mountains shall reach to Aziel. Asia shall flee like they fled as, uh, before the earthquake in the days of Uzziah, king of Judah. And the Lord my God shall come. And all the saints with thee. There shall come to the pass in that day that the light shall not be clear nor dark. It shall be one day which shall be known of the Lord, not day nor night. But it shall come to pass that in the evening time shall, uh, it shall be light. And it shall be in that day that the living water shall go forth out of Jerusalem. Half of them towards the former sea, half of them towards the hinder sea. In the summer and the winter it shall be in the Lord, shall be king over the, over the earth. And in that day there should be one Lord in his name, one. Skip to verse 12. And this shall be the plague where the Lord will smite all the people that have fought against Jerusalem. Their flesh shall consume away while they stand upon their feet. Their eyes shall consume away in their holes and their tongue shall consume away in their mouth. It shall come to pass in that day that a great tumult from the Lord shall be among them, and they shall lay hold every one of their hands upon their neighbor, and the hand shall rise up uh, against the hand of their neighbor. 
And, and Judah also shall fight at Jerusalem, and the wealth of all the heathen round about shall be gathered together, gold and silver and apparel great abundance. So shall be the plague of the horse, the mule, the camel, the ass, and all the beasts shall be in their tents as in this place. And it shall come to pass that every one that is left of all the nations that came against Jerusalem shall even go from year to year to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, to keep the feast of tabernacles. Zechariah describes again this day as being a time when Jesus will return. And uh, it says there in verse number four, he's going to land upon the Mount of Olives. And the Mount of Olives is going to cleave in two. And uh, it mentions there that he'll come back with his saints. There, verse number five, last part of the verse, the Lord will come, uh, my God shall come, and all his saints with them. And uh, he's going to be king. In verse number nine. And that's, again, something to look for. There's a day where we're going to have a good king, the best king. A wonderful king. The king of kings and lord of lords will come back as king over all the earth. But before that, there will be a time of punishment, desolation, storm, retribution, shaking, death, destruction, trouble, heathen rule, darkness, danger, distress, gloominess. All these kinds of things mentioned there in the scripture. And it says, and I just want to read this. Here in Zechariah chapter 13, verse number 8 and 9, last part of the verse. And it says, And it shall come to pass that in all the land, saith the Lord, two parts thereof shall be cut off and die, but the third part shall be left therein. And I will bring the third part through the fire and refine them as silver is refined. It will try them as gold is uh, tried. And they shall call upon my name and I will hear them. And I will say, it is my people. And they shall say, the Lord is my God. The tribulation is going to turn some of the Jews to God. They're going to be tried and some are going to be spared. What should we do in response to all this? Let's turn to Acts chapter 17. I'm going to close with these thoughts here. Acts 17. What should your response be to all of this? Certainly... Your desire and our desire should be to escape the tribulation. Again, the tribulation hasn't come. The rapture hasn't come. The rapture will come and then tribulation will follow. A time of wrath upon the earth. As described by Jesus and Paul and all these prophets here that we looked at here this morning. Acts chapter 17 and verse number 30, it says, In the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent, because he has appointed a day in which he would judge the world in righteousness by that man that he hath appointed, whereth he hath given assurance unto all men, and that he hath raised him from the dead. And when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked, and others said, We will hear thee again on this matter. So Paul departed from among them, howbeit certain men clave unto him, and believed. Among them, which was Dionysus, the Abrogite, and a woman named Amaris, and others with them. You know, when someone says, I haven't heard about these things before. Well, here we have a group of people hearing from Paul about the unknown God. And they heard about him. And some turned to the Lord, and they believed. That should be our response to these things. Let's turn to Acts chapter 20, and I'm going to close with this verse. Acts chapter 20. In verse 21, 
The Bible says, testifying both to the Jews and also the Greeks, repentance towards God and faith toward the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what the world needs to hear. You must repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. God will be merciful to sinners now, but there's a time coming where his wrath, his anger will come upon the earth. That is the time of tribulation. Matthew 24 describes it, and these prophets describe it. Again, I hope this enlightens you concerning the tribulation period here this morning. Let's close as we consider the word of God here today.